most important aspect is where uh, e-commerce has not tapped the potential and they can tap is they have a very very uh, beautiful system of on-door delivery and that's the only business across the world know after the delivery at what coordinate they had delivered the product hi everyone welcome to the first edition of bending the lines a circular lens of industries thank you so much for joining us this is shashwat gangwal and i am the founder of infinity box it is my earnest request to all of you to tune in and spread the word because after all the pandemics and the wars end one war which we will always be fighting for is the one for our planet and for our future generation today we have mr thakur pirwani joining us thakur belongs to an exclusive league of young ehs and sustainability professionals and innovators of india he has been instrumental in spearheading novel and impactful initiatives during his tenure with leading companies such as cadbury's unilever coca-cola and amazon thakur is now in the process of launching strategic sustainability initiatives such as sustainability ambassadors circular economy water neutrality and sustainable production and consumption as a result of his accomplishments in the domain he has been conferred with awards like rising star of safety ultimate innovator and most impactful ehs professional at present he serves as the global head of ehs and sustainability for dr reddy's laboratories and he was also a member of the circular economy symposium launched by fikki in 2017 Thank you so much for joining us today Thakur it's an absolute pleasure to have you so i think uh, with your two decades of experience leading the forefront of ehs compliance space across world in our names um, i think you'd be the best person to help us understand the changing landscape of ehs has there been an increased focus on the environmental health aspect yes absolutely in last one decade we have seen a significant change where organizations are looking at uh, not only the compliance but also beyond the compliance and evolving and amalgamating ehs requirement with the sustainability requirement has this been forced by regulators or have you seen an actual shift in the in the mindset across food and beverage e-commerce and pharma so regulators are always uh, so to say on the higher side in terms of uh, pushing for a compliance because uh, pharma companies are always a red category company when it comes to the environment compliances so there is no paradigm of choice but over and above a company's mindset is towards uh, looking forward for technology interventions or um, we call it industrialization 4.0 how the technology in automation can help uh, safety health environment and sustainability and take it to the next paradigm so it's it's a mind shift i would say when it comes to the specific category of companies like pharma so e-commerce players are very few if you see how the e-commerce sector in india got evolved 6 year back the e-commerce journey started but if you see uh, the actual e-commerce which was the malamal.com 20 years back when he entered into india nobody thought that uh, mom and pop shops will uh, go for a toss over a period of time when uh, uh, billions of dollars and uh, uh, the sale which will happen where people will shift as the uh, the mobile will penetrate into the market uh so far even in last 6 year the e-commerce sector has not fully penetrated into the market and the regulation around uh, e-commerce are very very weak and uh, there is no as such 
dedicated uh, requirement, so to say, it's been drafted for e-commerce uh, e industry. So, so far, whatever is happening, it's happening based on, uh, it's like in a cookie cutter approach of each and every e-commerce. Uh, as the e-commerce has the depth like uh, Walmart, uh, Amazon, if I take that, they have their own parent base and the guidelines and the requirements which are coming from their corporate uh, abroad are much, much stringent than uh, what Indian regulation have for uh, Indian uh, e-tailers. So that that's make a difference. So in, in, in e-commerce e perspective, it is uh, a pillar to post. It's like a, something different. One e-commerce follow in a different way, another e-commerce follow in another way. And the classic example I can give you, like in the manufacturing industry, there is a factory act requirement which draw many aspects with respect to health, safety, environment, and sustainability. Whereas for e-commerce, there is no such law. So they are bound with only Shop and Establishment Act, and that's loosely written, and there is no as such stiff, stringent requirements and obligations for the company. So it, it depends from company to company how they take it, uh, what is their parent company's requirement, and this is that they take the call and implement certain things. And I think a couple of points that you brought about were really interesting, right? Uh, tech integration, industrialization 4.0, uh, the mobile penetration in India, right? The internet penetration. What we're talking about is data, right? In today's world for millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, uh, data is the only currency that matters. So when we're talking about these e-commerce giants who have built their entire industry, trillion dollar industry, uh around data do you think they have been using it or how can they use customer data to move towards uh a more sustainable uh you know daily daily outlook for the industry so they can play a significant role uh the best part is that as you go on data it means a lot of physical things are getting eradicated a lot of issues are going away i am i'm big pro for the e-commerce business because uh if I, in the current situation, if I have to buy something, I have to go to uh, a shop where I have to go along with my uh, kids and use my vehicle. So that's an emission levels. And on the other side, uh, uh, when there is a deliveries which are happening by e-commerce, they are happening in bulk. So the footprint of the carbon come down. So from one angle, uh, this is a good thing. From the second aspect, when it comes to the data usage and penetration into the market, where it's a urban or a rural market, it is always a good sign for economy. At the same time, availability, because anything and everything uh, is visible on the single platform. Uh, and it is two-way beneficial. One is for the sailors. They get a bigger market. Their approach is not limited to the only one domestic district or a state. They have a larger footprint to sell their product. Uh, second, they can see the competition. And based on that competition, they can decide their price points. So they are making them more wiser or uh, decision maker in terms of their own economic situation. The second is beneficial for a buyer because buyer have a choice and they can choose uh, among all the rest of the things that uh, what level of uh, uh, involvement the seller has. And as they choose the product, they see the ratings and based on the product quality, based on the product features, uh, a person who is a sustainable oriented or orientation uh, mindset person can actually see their ratings and their uh, reviews and that is also handy so at one single place i need not to search or research 
on what I need to buy, from where I need to buy, it's just on one click they can buy that. Uh, and the most important aspect is where uh, e-commerce has not tapped the potential and they can tap is, uh, they have a very, very uh, beautiful system of on-door delivery. And that's the only business across the world know after the delivery at what coordinate they had delivered the product. So if they know the coordinates of delivering the product, they can also run the scheme of uh, uh, take that product back when it comes to like plastic or wrappers or something. So they can actually harness the potential of same reverse supply chain uh, from the, the point where they're delivering. So many other companies can actually collaborate with e-commerce industries to pull their uh, plastic back or uh, waste back. And it can be like a, a sustainable solution or su sustainable supply chain uh, in terms of taking the product to the customer and taking the plastic back or waste back in the same value stream uh, from the doorstep. So think about it. There, there is no other company which do like that. The product, their product gets sold to the retailer point and once it gets sold, nobody have a trace or uh, tracking where the product is going and which which uh, row, which house. But the power of e-commerce is humongous, which is no, not yet tapped in an efficient manner. I couldn't agree with you more. I think what you've highlighted is the, the ethos of circular economy. Uh, the whole idea of reverse logistics being so strong a system uh, that when you return, when you want to return the product, it goes back into the value stream and gets utilized again, right? So you're reducing both the waste generated and the raw material used. So sustainability, uh, from what you are saying, of where e-commerce should be moving towards, uh, is basically enabling reverse logistics and circular economy. So, so that's the best thing, right? So, but I think your answer was very, very insightful when we talked about the. Uh, different benefits to a seller and to a consumer. Uh, now I have two questions, right? So um, when I was listening to Jeff Bezos speak uh, a while back and he was explaining to some young entrepreneurs in the audience, uh, how do you describe a business, right? How do you describe a successful business? He said that there are two to three words that are needed to explain uh, a, a successful business. And for Amazon, he used two words. One was variety and the second was convenience which is exactly what you brought about, right? So so you are very right in saying that players like Amazon have made it convenient. They've actually instilled a mindset shift in me, in everybody else around me, where I can order things and get it delivered the next day or the same day with Prime. So do you think with this convenience, uh, this convenience comes at a cost of very high carbon footprint, right? Because you're talking about same day delivery. So do you think this convenience goes against the core values of uh, sustainability uh, that e-commerce players usually boast about? No, not exactly. You have to see the entire value stream of how the product reaches to a consumer. In a conventional manner, a product leaves from a manufacturing, it reaches to a, a wholesaler, and from wholesaler, it reaches to the retailer, and from retailer, people buy and uh, the product gets sold, and it's like a mom and pop shops, or uh, you go to a mall, uh, now, in this entire value stream, if you map the carbon, in number of touches to the product, add more carbon footprint. Whereas in e-commerce, a direct seller or a manufacturer can host this product in one touch at a bigger warehouse. And from there, when you are ordering, 
that's the value stream which uh, an e-commerce company is building right. to take that product directly to you. So the number of touches come down, the carbon footprint come down, and you can recently seen the initiative uh, which is running. It's like 10,000 e-fleet, uh, which is getting introduced in India and abroad, uh, and specifically in US, there is a dedicated fleet which will be e-fleet, and that gives also assurance that the last mile deliveries which are happening, it is happening via a lesser carbon footprint. Now let's look into the e-commerce how it works. Once the product get uh, uh, hosted on the website, there are three modes of deliveries. The first mode of delivery is fulfilled by uh, e-commerce, which is hosted at the warehouse of e-commerce and delivered by the e-commerce industry. And when they deliver the product, they don't deliver only one product. There are multiple products right. which they carry along with them. So it means that carbon footprint then divide among the others. More the sale will happen, lesser the carbon footprint will be. So the economics is uh, something around volume. More the volume, lesser the cost. More the volume, lesser the carbon footprint. That's the how entire game uh, plan which uh, e-commerce have in the kitty. Right. That's that's very interesting. I think when we bring this back to what you were saying earlier, if the reverse logistics aspect also picks up, there also the volumes increase and even the co uh, even the carbon footprint of returning the items reduces. So, so that's very insightful to learn. Uh, the other aspect that I was trying to bring about was of variety. So do you think uh, companies like e-commerce are making sustainable options more accessible to consumers? Yes, absolutely. Because of their tech uh, savvy platform and the options are, as I said, uh, first option which I've described is fulfilled by the e-commerce. The second option is uh, on-door pickup and delivery. It's like if I don't want to host my product at your warehouse, I do have my own warehouse. E-commerce gives an option to pick up that product from your doorstep where you need not to churn your activities and deliver it to the consumer. And the third level of intervention comes where they give you option to set up the uh, gadgets at your home, you pack the product and courier it to the customer. So there are varieties which are available and consumer also have then options based on the ratings, based on the quality and a sustenance of the product. They can always choose what product is reliable, will last long, and based on the rating and reviews, they can choose. Because that's the only platform where people can openly describe about the quality of the product. If the product doesn't sustain more, it means there is more uh, carbon footprint. Uh, you are going to buy again another product. And if the rating is good, as a consumer, I will always choose the best rating product, which is more uh, reliable as well as a good quality product. So I think e-commerce is a very, very transparent and great platform to uh, you know, drive sustainability or under the cover, there are many factors which can actually lure uh, the customer towards it. Right. So, so I completely agree with you, right? So, I mean, I, when I go and buy a product that I am not aware of, the first thing I'm going to look at is the reviews and maybe go through a few comments. But I guess what I was trying to allude at was, are players like Amazon and Flipkart, all these e-commerce giants across the world, do you think uh, them having maybe an environmental rating or even the rating of these products being affected by the amount of carbon footprint that each product has, uh, do you think that should be brought about if it hasn't? Because, uh, I mean, the only reason why I see it would not be brought about uh, as explicitly as possible is profitability, right? And, and the, the reason is that we generally assume profitability to be at odds with sustainability. So that, that's, that's what I'm trying to understand. Like, are these guys moving in that direction? If not, what's the reason? 
So they are not moving in the direction because there is no direction has been given from the top. As the company will move towards more sustainable footprint, they have to identify the power of their e-commerce. They can always give a green rating of the product based on their carbon footprint or based on their life cycle. If they can do some research and tag that rating or the star rating around or green star rating of the product, then consumer is more aware about it. They can not only see the reviews of uh, other customer usage in their feedback, but also what is the inherent or intrinsic green rating the product carries also can be displayed on the screen. And end of the day, they can post n number of product, right? From a zero rating to five rating, and they can be a multiple combination. It's up to the customer how they want to buy that. It's all about the awareness also, country to country. A country is like Europe, where uh, uh, citizens want a greener product. They may buy them. Uh, very handy and it will be very useful for them and uh, companies or uh, the countries like India still the education on sustainability uh, it's lagging somewhere but nevertheless in the next five years down the line till the time this initiative get mature uh, people may buy green product right 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 that's exactly what I was trying to hint at right so that we the, the so I mean like you said like people in Europe are more aware more conscious about their own footprint uh, and in India the lack of education right now sort of governs uh, our choices uh, when it comes to e-commerce platforms so um, and I think that is why I was trying to ask uh, are these platforms pay, playing an active role in making these choices more accessible to the consumers but like you said there is no direction from the top yet so I think that is where we need to start, right? That we need to start moving in that direction and gradually people will also start seeing that this is the option which is, uh, you know, which will reduce my footprint. So maybe that is where direction which this industry could head. And I think that brings me to my uh, next question that how do you see the sustainability aspect of the e-commerce space evolving? So today is like we're in 2020, right? Like you said, in 2025, things would be very different. So how do you see that changing? Uh, because like you said, regulators haven't had a uh, role in it. It's just the person or the management driving it. So how do you see it uh, like five years down the line? It's moving very fast. Like uh, the flexibility and adaptability in the e-commerce industry is very, very uh, high. It means that they can change things or their rules regulation overnight if required. I can give you two examples of uh, one of the e-commerce industry they have introduced the concept like destination packaging. So destination packaging is a packaging where uh, the manufacturer is packing a product into a described packaging. Uh, yeah. And if that can withstand the, uh, the road test and loadability and uh, bus test, then there is no requirement of uh, further wrapping it or giving extra packaging to it. And that can be a destination packaging and it can be delivered as such, just sticking a sticker on that. So that is called destination packaging. So it's like identification and isolation of those products and build that coding into the system so that when you are packing it, immediately computer will prompt that it is a destination packaging product in not to further pack it, number one. Number two, uh, recently they have also changed their protocol with respect to the single-use plastic. Earlier you must have seen in the packet a lot of plastic damages or air pocket airbags or air pillows were coming and they were in thousands. Uh, now they have replaced this with the recycled paper and that also act as a cushion. So it's like as, wow. as the regulation will get tighter, uh, e-commerce has a flexibility to change as per the requirement. 
they have a deep pocket to experiment they have a deep pocket to innovate they have willingness to uh, adapt to the local regulation at the same time innovate and uh, simplify things uh, so i see uh, in next 5 year if regulation tighten the nuts around or even if it is not uh, the peer pressure and the consumer ask might push e-commerce to innovate and simplify towards the sustainability right and i mean i would love to see that i think everybody who's listening to the podcast would love to see that happen but like you rightly said in the the last time right that it's there's a lack of direction from the top so are there any incentives or except for uh, a stick from the regulators what are the incentives that we could provide to expedite this movement towards a more sustainable space because we would love to see such initiatives like the destination packaging and recycled paper being used so the initiatives uh, can be towards the tax reform and there can be a rating where you say the the more greener the company lesser the tax they pay and that is the biggest motivation for any company when it comes to the money the second biggest motivation can be a recognition and giving them uh, priority to do the business or it, we call it ease of doing business by giving them all the approvals on a fast track basis so these are the two things which every industry struggle for one is all the approvals on time to start the business and second is the taxation if these two things are taken care then uh, i'm sure every industry will look forward for investing towards the green and sustainable business i think um with our demand patterns also evolving uh, i think we the, i think that is the reason why uh, amazon and flipkart have started uh, taking up these initiatives which is great and i think if we continue doing that because it is us who run their business uh, if we continue changing our demand may move into more sustainable options they'll eventually move there but yes what you said tax reforms rewards and recognition and ease of doing business are would be the best uh ways to express this movement so um like when you were talking about uh these two ideas right uh which is the recycled paper and uh the destination packaging so similar to that do you have you seen a practice case or or a breakthrough in sustainability uh landscape uh in the indian private sector which could change completely what we think of e-commerce at the moment at this moment e-commerce has moved only into three dimension one is uh destination packaging second is uh using recycled paper for cushioning uh and also the boxes are also made out of the recycled packaging or fsc grade uh the third aspect is uh, e deliveries and the fourth aspect is uh, uh route management into the supply chain when the trucks move from one city to another city better route for uh, lesser travel and um better efficiency truck and the drivers which can uh, help reducing the carbon footprint these are the few initiatives i have seen so far the another initiative what i have seen uh, uh, e-commerce are driving uh, where you can see one of the example of amazon where they started the project sambhav uh, where a small medium uh, enterprises they are promoting them uh, they are they are the uh, people who are actually manufacturing the products uh from the sustainable sources in the villages uh, some of the ex- examples are like jute bags or uh, other materials which are handicrafts which were the old heritage of india were lost in in last few years because of the industrialization uh, so these are few initiatives which are uh, uh, key drivers in in uh, e-commerce which will give them space to uh, sell the products which are coming from natural sources second you can see the example of uh, ikea 
where IKEA is experimenting with a lot of villages for uh, their products, which they are selling on their shelf. They are also going to very soon start multiple stores in India to start with in Mumbai second and then in Delhi. Uh, they have a larger base of sustainable footprint by uh, promoting the local manufacturers to manufacture the products from the natural resources and give them a shelf and some brand so that it gets, gets sold in the niche market. Uh, so similarly, uh, there are many other companies who are uh, looking at developing a local market for their own consumption products like uh, under the CSR, if they can promote nearby communities to uh, make pickles for their uh, manufacturing units or uh, caps or aprons, which can be utilized uh, within their company. So these are some of the early trends which I've seen so far, and it needs a lot of push, or if it become a legal requirement, then I'm sure everybody will opt for it. So I think um, we, we've learned so much on what is needed to move towards a space. I think the, the other aspect, the other group of our listeners is, is these young entrepreneurs, right? So I mean, people like me who are looking to set up a company with a strong sustainability foundation for the future. So what would your advice be uh, like to, to us, right? What is the one critical step that I should take while setting up my company? You have to first do a complete Reiki in the market, what is required for a consumer and how that product is uh, or the service is supported by a regulator. Because anybody, anyone who starts the business, they are like a situation of a sandwich where on top there is a regulation and bottom there is a buyer. And if your product, which is uh, self-sustainable and uh, cost savvy because still in India and for next five years, for sure, in India, cost will be a driving factor on quality. And uh, the second aspect would be ease of availability. If your product is available handy, whether on any of the platform, whether it is Facebook or Instagram, or you are hosting your product to any e-commerce. Uh, if you are also starting your business, you can join hand with the established e-commerce and register yourself, give your product a visibility, once your products start moving, you can then start your own uh, website or uh, separate page. You can see the classic example of MI, you know, Xiaomi. They initially started their business uh, hosting the product on Flipkart and Amazon. Then they slowly started their own uh, enterprise and uh, they are right now successful in that business. There are many such cases where entrepreneurs who started uh, with a very small scale uh, hosting themselves on e-commerce, uh, and then they got a visibility like anything. So you must first hope into what is already there in the market rather than in isolation starting something. As a startup, very few startups are successful. As we know, thousands of startups fail every time. You start your company, but don't try to take a head on uh, when it comes to uh, the regulators and creating your own uh, value chain or a supply chain. Uh, you should hop onto existing uh, infrastructure or a platform where you can get a visibility, get some traction, get your cash reserve uh, into a pretty decent shape, then you can think of setting up your own supply chain. Right, right. I agree with you. And I think that is very, very valuable uh, advice. And I completely align with these ideas. But what, what about managing the sustainability aspect, right? So, I mean, if I want my business to be 
completely sustainable or at least uh, be in the higher percentages of sustainability how do i ensure that that happens while managing my profitability because as a startup uh, you won't get the funding if you don't uh, make profit and sustainability sometimes i'm not agreeing to it, it being all the time but the notion at least is that it is at odds with profitability so when i'm trying to set up a business which is sustainable how do i how do i manage the investment space and how to go about this there are investment agencies which actually gives the funding uh, to the businesses who are starting their business which are on the green business point of view uh, across the world in india also they are now starting their business which can bring that tension towards uh, the project when it comes to the funding part uh, when the you're you're setting up your project and your product line uh, it should be marketed on the green space but the most important thing is that the product should be uh, like in a hot cake where it should be a need of uh, the society which they need right now right. in the present context if your product is not uh, something which is not in demand then it will be like a one off product in the shelf and uh, you will not get a sale which the way it should be to churn the money and uh, uh, get some profitability every sustainable business is is, uh, is profitable when you have all dimensions of what is the social need for that product how good it is at at the end of the life and uh, from where you are sourcing the money if you are sourcing the money from a mindset of the person that i need only the profitability then you will always be under tremendous pressure but if the source knows that your product is uh, a green and sustainable and they gives you enough time and also in, if over a period of time if regulation says that if you are venturing into the green product the rate of interest for uh, the, the amount of loan which you are taking is discounted then it is going to be a very encouraging proportion for any entrepreneur right so i completely agree but i think what you're saying is that uh, it doesn't matter if i'm sustainable or not because that is not a disadvantage by any sort uh, it's actually the demand for the product the simple law of supply and demand that comes into play and it's just marketing uh, the product that that works out right now uh, because of the lack of regulations around the sustainable and circular economy space any other last words uh, takul that that you would like to share with our audience yeah so uh, we are right now into digital age and at the same time the awareness because of the social media is very very high and when we are choosing something best for us we should look forward for sustainable products or sustainable line uh, from where the product is coming we should yeah. go one level down uh, as of now as a as a aware customer or a consumer we have started looking at the expiry date we have started looking into from which corporate that product is coming we have also started looking into the reviews and that's how we go and buy our products we should also look into how green or what is the footprint of that product before we consume it uh, or what will be the impact end of the life of that product so and also start tracking that in a, in a month's time how much plastic is getting generated from my home what's my contribution into it how i am going to make change if tomorrow we have to still consume the products but have a lesser footprint look into the market if extra options or alternative options are available or we can go back to the old practices of going to the kirana walas and buy this product from the open bags gunny bags and buy it and bring it into our uh, chewed bags so that's that's something which is into our heritage we have seen our parents and forefathers doing the same thing nothing wrong in it 
if it has been handled properly, if the resource is reliable. Uh, end of the day, we the good part about our food chain or our products is that we boil and cook and have the product. So nothing go, is going to go wrong when intermediate practices are also uh, clean. So, I mean, options are available. It's, it's just that what we want, do we need a convenience uh, at a cost of uh, pollution or a carbon footprint, or we need uh, comfort and a peace of mind by making some effort towards the greener products. So it solely depends on the choices and choices can be changed by education and awareness. So communication is the key. And I think this podcast from Sivir will listen, will give a second thought towards uh, taking the right choices because uh, life is all about taking right decisions. And this is the time when we have to take decisions because the next generation is looking at us. If you will not take, they will be much smarter and they will consider as fools who have not given them the right choices. Yeah, I, this is absolutely, absolutely agree with you like a hundred percent because it is us, it is these, these, uh, this awareness and these small steps that we take, which may end up making a huge difference. Uh, and I, and if there is, and if more and more people listen to this podcast, which is the sole aim, I'm hoping that the next time that they order something or they have a lot of plastic being collected at their house, they'll think twice as to what they can do about it. Completely agree with you. And I think with this, we can close today's discussion. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Thakur. It was, it was amazing and incredible to hear you share your insights. Pleasure talking to you, Sashwat. Thank you very much. It's indeed a very, very nice session and a very relevant topic in a present context. Hey listeners, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned for weekly episodes on Bending the Lines as we give you a circular lens of industries. Do follow Infinity Box and support us in the journey of a circular world. Until next time, this is your host, Shashwat Gangwal, signing off.